Hello, everyone. I cannot believe the last time I did my podcast, it was in October. So we've almost got two months here. It, it's been a very busy time of year. Uh, we have had a lot going on since Jenny's second book of her trilogy has come out of Dysnomia. I've been busy with my acting and things and other avenues I'm doing with it. And I just really want to get myself uh, in a position where I can do this podcast a lot more than what I'm doing. Because I really want to reach out to other parents who have autistic children. I want to reach out to autistic individuals. I am planning on my next podcast. I was going to do it with Jenny today, but she's got some things going on. But I am going to have her, my daughter Jenny, who's high-functioning autistic. I uh, wasn't told that when she was three, though, uh, as you know. So I'm wanting to have her on as a guest and uh, answer any questions you may have. So please feel free to send in questions. Uh, and also feel feel free to um, get a hold of us um, after the podcast is, as, as well. So we'll have her on, on my next podcast. So today, I was going to go over the part of my book where we ended off. We were talking about a theraplay Jenny was doing um, with the uh, the therapist at the public health unit, but also uh, she would come to the daycare that Jenny was at. Now, the next person I'm going to talk about, oh my gosh, talk about angels. Uh, Lisa, Lisa Coley Donahue. Uh, she was a huge part of the dream team. Lisa is a speech and language pathologist, a super amazing woman, very loving, very caring. As a matter of fact, on the back of my book, The Autistic Author and Animator, A Mother's View of a Daughter's Triumph, Lisa had written this reference, and it just really um, <laughs> grabbed at my heartstrings to read it, so I thought I'd ring it for you. She says, after 30 years of professional practice as a speech-language pathologist, there are some fel- families that stand out in your mind. This is one of those families. Janet's love for Jenny always shone through no matter what challenging storm brewed. In her writing, you gain a sense of her optimism and humor. The autistic author and animator is a parent story that gives us all the gift of hope and feeling of joy seeing our children pursue their life passions and Lisa really had to go through um, a challenging task with Jenny but she rose to the occasion um, and Jenny became very comfortable with her and it was a joy for me to work with her, with Jenny, she um, allowed me to stay, and it was just wonderful. Um, we bonded quite a uh, quite a friendship, um, both professionally and, and personally. So, this is the angel, the dream team, Lisa Coley Donahue, that I'll now read from the book. Next on my dream team list is Lisa Coley Donahue, a speech and language pathologist and an amazing woman. Like the rest of the team, she was very giving, very caring, and was there for Jenny in every way she could be. She also went to Br'er Rabbit, which is the daycare Jenny uh, I spoke about, to work with Jenny, understanding the benefits of a familiar environment, which I thought that was so kind of her to do for Jenny. Again, this also helped Gail, Deb, and Shelley, who were at Br'er Rabbit, the owners and Jenny's um, uh, EDA assistant at daycare, uh, learn ways to improve Jenny's speech and her language development. Lisa was aware that Jenny was suspected of being autistic. She saw that Jenny was very dependent on me and her special needs workers at the daycare. 
particularly Shelley, who assisted in conveying Jenny's wants and desires. At this point, Jenny was verbalizing in an imitative fashion known as echolalia. Lisa saw this and explained that Jenny's echolalia was highly automatic and frequently non-functional. Lisa pointed out that Jenny's understanding of language was severely limited as she was unable to respond spontaneously, explain, make requests, or participate in conversations. I am incredibly grateful to Lisa for establishing a process to help Jenny communicate and understand the simplest words, items, and objects, which enabled her to begin interacting and sharing with her peers. As I was with Jenny for all Lisa's appointments, so I learned a great deal about language. Initially, Jenny responded as usual in a different surrounding with a different person. I commend Lisa as it took special patience, care, and specific avenues for her to use her professional skills and lovely personality to not upset Jenny and have her launch into one of her fits. Jenny required routine and consistency from her caregivers, and most importantly, a calm temperament in dealing with her behavior. This is key for a child and their parent. It makes the whole journey more comfortable and offers a light at the end of a dark tunnel, a rainbow ending in a pot of gold for the child and her future. I use these comparisons frequently when relaying our adventure to other people as they capture how I felt through it all. And Jenny is an example of this journey. We grew very close to Lisa. It was hard initially for me to to watch Jenny experience her temper tantrums as they involved throwing herself to the floor, banging her head, screaming and crying. Lisa said it was difficult to predict antecedent events to these behaviors. Sometimes there was really no clue as to what set her off. We did figure out though that she reacted very strongly if one of her five senses were overstimulated. She also did not like to be hugged or touched and needed to trust a person before she would look at them or interact with them. And I mean looking into their eyes. The next person um, that worked with Jenny a lot and was a bonus for us as, as well, very nice gentleman, is Dr. Bruce Pfeiffer. And I will now talk, um, read from the book uh, about him. Next on the dream team is Dr. Bruce Pfeiffer, Jenny's child and adolescent psychiatrist, a key player in diagnosing Jenny and in providing guidance and support for Jenny and me. Our initial meeting with him was a consultation on July 3rd, 1998 in his Kelowna office, 53 kilometers south of Vernon. He agreed with the diagnosis of of mild mentally challenged, but he also found she had a neuropsychiatric condition that affected her social, emotional, commutative, and cognitive development, especially autism. He found she had severe behavioral challenges that required extensive resources, including speech and play therapy. He tried to start a conversation with her about school and what subjects she liked and about family and friends. She was her usual hesitant self, so he didn't push it on this with the first meeting with Jenny. While he was talking to me and getting information, Jenny was coloring, drawing, and playing with toys. Dr. Pfeiffer would observe her from time to time while we talked, but he also tried to get Jenny to talk with him so he could assess assess her mental, social, and language skills. He then provided a report that would offer insight to Jenny's other support workers and to me, enabling us to tailor our approaches when assisting her developmentally. 
Dr. Pfeiffer, Dr. Pfeiffer was a genuine and caring doctor who went the extra mile for Jenny at every appointment she had with him. He gave her plenty of time and made sure never to rush her so that she was comfortable. He identified every aspect of what was going on for her so she could get the continued support she needed. Patient and kind, he always was checking in on me too to ensure I was okay and he included me in the assessment process, valuing my observations and input. He was professional and personable all in one. Another um, place or group I wanted to talk about, I actually have them on um, uh, one of my appendages, uh, appendix at, at the back, um, is uh, the Sunrise Program. And this was started uh, with the Kaufman family, uh, Ron and Samir Kaufman, who had, who, who still have, and autism, it's now called the Autism Institute in Sheffield, Massachusetts. And unfortunately, I couldn't see them um, uh, because I was a single parent at the time. I didn't have the money to go to Massachusetts, but they did give me a lot of their information um, by tapes, um, video, um, uh, I mean, VHS tape, um, cassette tapes, and also um, uh, these special um, book magazines that they had, which really helped not only me, but I passed it on to everybody on my dream team and we all would have meetings and work together. So this is a bit about them that I wrote at the beginning of the book. Sunrise Program. Last and certainly not least is the place and the people I researched outside Canada, the Sunrise Program in Sheffield, Massachusetts. I discovered them when I found out and finally understood what Jenny was experiencing, autism. I did some research on my own and one night I watched a movie called Sunrise, A Miracle of Love. It was a true story made into a movie about the life of Ron Kaufman and his parents, Barry Neal and Samara Kaufman. They were, told, they were told in the early 70s that their son was severely and incurably autistic. And even though they were advised to institutionalize him because of his hopelessness, lifelong condition, the Kaufmans instead designed an innovative home-based child center program in an attempt to reach their little boy. Their unique program transformed Ron from a mute, withdrawn child to a highly verbal and socially active boy with a near-genius IQ. While bearing no traces of his former condition now, Ron graduated from an Ivy League university and went on to become a director at an educational center for school-aged children. A big difference from what would have happened if he had been placed in institutional care and his parents would have followed the doctor's recommendations. That's what I feel too um, at that time, being 23 years ago, for telling me to put Jenny in a corner and there, it wasn't going to be a, uh, a very positive future for her, but bleak. But look at where she is now. So I've sidelined and parallel very much when I hear the Kaufman story. A key recommendation from their Sunrise program is to join in with your child's repetitive and ritualistic behavior. As I remember them doing this with Ron, they said it was very key to unlocking the mysteries of those behaviors and it facilitated eye contact, social development, and the inclusions of others in play. After I read this, I started joining in with Jenny all the time at home. And though it did not happen overnight, eventually Jenny's eyes began to observe what I was doing and even at times met my gaze. To see that beautiful smile of hers appear and to look directly into her beautiful big blue eyes was the most incredible feeling I could have had. This was also passed on to the caregivers and the professionals working with her. I have always said that Jenny is 
normal with special needs and that other children are normal and that other children are normal with no special needs. It is important for us to believe in our children, to be their rock and to go the extra mile for them. See that the light at the end of the dark tunnel, catch that rainbow and all its colors, grab that pot of gold for the future life goals and dreams of our children. I have included, like I said, more about the Kaufmans and their Sunrise Institute, which is now called the Autism Center and Institute in Sheffield, Massachusetts. Um, it's in Appendix A of my book. Their t- story is truly inspiring and offers incredible insight for parents, families, and caregivers of autistic children. So that is the end of my chapter three of my dream team. So I'll end for that today. But I plan to start next time with chapter four, um, family support. Now, what I do plan, if I see if I'll go into chapter four, is I'd really like my next next recording, uh, my next episode to have Jenny on here, ask her questions. And if there's any questions that you want to ask her, please feel free to get a hold of me here, message me, and she would love to ask any questions that you have. I know the holidays are coming up. (laughs) I know a lot of people are very busy. Uh, Most of all, uh, have a good December. Take care, be safe. COVID and now this very other variant is is out there. So take good care. Um, Here in BC, where I'm from, boy, we had all the all the fires in the summer. Now we've had this horrible flooding where four, I think five people have died from it. It's just so, so very sad. You have the Coquihalla Highway, which is from Vancouver area to the Okanagan, which is a beautiful area of BC. We lived there for 17 years. Part of the Coquihalla in one area, the, the highway just snapped. It just snapped in two, which is just, you can't even fathom that. So um, my heart, soul, positive vibes and love hugs go to the people of BC and everything that's been going on and positive vibes and loves and hugs to all of you listening to this podcast. And I'm hoping before the actual holidays do begin, I will have my daughter Jenny on and I'm looking very forward um, to doing a podcast and having her as my guest. And if any of you would like to come on this podcast, um, I am always wanting to share other people's stories as well. And I would love to go on all you other people who have podcasts that are about autism or the general public who want to find out more about autism would love to be on it. So have a good day. My motto is always live, love, learn, play, explore, and be kind to one another. And autism rocks. Till next time.